Our New Testament reading for this morning is from the Gospel, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Here are these words of Scripture. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Dave. So, <laughs> sometimes I, um, I have those moments in ministry where I'm reminded of my authority, and when I sit down in worship and everybody else sits down, I'm like, ha ha, look at that, I have power. <laughs> it's like at a, a wedding when the, the bride is getting ready to come in and I go like this and everybody stands. It's like one of those magic moments where I'm like, ha, people are actually paying attention. Anyway, that just made me chuckle. So today we are continuing our series of Restart Relationships. Each January, as we begin a new year, it is an opportunity to look ahead at the possibilities of the coming year, to dream and to think about what can this new year bring? What can we do with this fresh start? How can we become more of the person that God has called to be, the person that we want to be? And each one of those dreams or those goals, they have to do with a relationship that we're in, whether it's our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, with others, or with our resources. Because we were created to be in relationship. So we're beginning this year Talk, taking a look at all of these different relationships and considering what would it look like to grow and to take that one next step closer to who God has created us to be. Now, this can seem like an overwhelming task, when we get, especially and then when we get to the end of the year and we think, what did we do? What happened? What steps have we taken? Where do we even start here at the beginning of the year? Well, thankfully, we have some questions that members of BUMC, our vision team, created to give us a starting point. These measures, or what they're called, give us an opportunity to connect our mission, to create safe spaces to grow with God and one another, and our BUMC values of honest worship, joyful gathering, lifelong learning, courageous inclusion, and determined service, but more importantly, 
These questions or measures help us to reflect on how we are personally living as disciples of Jesus. Are we really living out the gospel, the good news of Jesus in our daily lives? So in this series, we began with taking into consideration those questions about our relationship with God. Are we tending to our own lifelong learning? And then we talked about accepting God's grace in our lives because that grace, it changes everything. And then we, last week, talked about our relationship with ourselves. And when we really take that grace in and we kind of internalize it, then we see ourselves as God sees us with love and compassion, with grace. And so then this week, we are looking at our relationship with others. Are we cultivating sanctuary in our lives? Or to put it another way, when people are around us, do they feel safe to be their perfectly imperfect selves? So the questions to consider when we are cultivating sanctuary, there are three questions. They all begin with, am I? Am I listening for the voice of the marginalized? Am I nurturing someone else's healing? Am I accepting of those different from me? Now, these questions are on the front of today's bulletin. They're also on the website and on the link tree. So you can find these in different ways and, and pray through them throughout the week. Our scripture today from Luke gives us a practical example of how Jesus lived out this cultivating sanctuary. In today's scripture, Jesus is traveling on the road, and as he's heading into a town, he met ten men who had leprosy. And according to Jewish law, anyone who had uh, leprosy was required to live outside the camp. That's what it says in Numbers. And they were to yell, unclean, unclean, when someone approached them. They were literally cast out of the community. They were outcasts. So as Jesus approached this town, they stood at a distance, and instead of yelling, unclean, unclean, they yelled to him, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Have mercy on us. And in verse 14, it says that when Jesus saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, often we focus on the latter part of this scripture and of this, this scripture verse, the miracle of Jesus cleansing these 10 men. But I want to look at what Jesus does, the very first thing Jesus does. First, before anything, Jesus saw the men. Yes, he saw them physically right there, and he, he heard them yelling at him. But we know that seeing is more than just physically seeing someone in front of you. Seeing means to perceive an opportunity to be a human with that person, to be merciful with that person, to see them as God's beloved creation, worthy of love. 
Jesus saw these men and he responded. He cleansed them so that they could be fully enveloped back into the community again. So our first question to consider when we're looking at our relationships with others is, am I listening for the voice of the marginalized? In order to hear someone, it's similar to seeing someone. We have to pause whatever we're doing. We have to open up our ears and listen. Not just for those, those loudest voices that are always yelling in our face. Not always for the normal or regular voices in our lives, but also for those voices that are drowned out and quiet. Those noises that we can't hear over the, the cacophony of everyday life. It's like Jesus seeing these ten men who had leprosy. He could have very easily focused on the town ahead, not really paid any attention, focused on what was the destination in front of him. But instead, he saw those who were forced out into the margins of society. He saw their full worth. He saw them right there, where they were, not where they could be or maybe where they should be, as we sometimes say, but where they were. So do we hear people when people are speaking? Do we see people, people who are in front of us? Do we see and hear all people, or maybe just those people who are like us or we're comfortable with? No, we don't have leper camps outside our city gates 2,000 years after this. We don't have that, but we do have people who live on the margins of our society. Those who are not accepted or not accepted in the same way as everyone else. 2020 was the year of the pandemic. Yes, there was this stupid COVID pandemic, but 2020 was also the year of those of us who are white acknowledging the pandemic of racism around us. Maybe for the first time, or maybe in a greater way. I would say that we all knew on the surface that racism is bad. I think we can all agree on that, right? Right? I, nobody is nodding. Okay, thank you for nodding. I appreciate this. Racism is bad. We know this. But 2020 was the year when many of us saw those, those subtle and even not so subtle ways that racism and these inherent biases, they, they permeate every aspect of our lives because of our history. Our history was slavery. And because of that history, our perception of people of color began way back however long ago as less than. And yes, I, I think and I pray that on the service, we all know that this is an awful lie. We know this. But at least what I recognize in 2020, I think if deeper or more so, and when I say, was that in 2020, the work that we, and when I say we, I mean those of us who are my, my white siblings, we, the work, I acknowledge the work that we have to do to work through this lie, to see it 
within our history and today and how it is lived out. To acknowledge it, to see it, and then pick it out thread by thread from our lives so that we can unravel this racism at the core. We don't have these leper camps, but we do have people who are on the margin of our society, who are looked at differently, and some who aren't seen at all. And like Jesus, we need to see them. Racism is one way that people are marginalized. There's also mental illness. There's also LGBTQ inclusion and our siblings in that way. And those are just a few. But we think about all of the ways that we like to separate ourselves. And when I say like to, I know we don't actually like to, right? But we do. All of these marginalized play out. We don't have the leper camps, but we have that. And so to be like Jesus in this way towards others is really to hear these people, whoever they might be, to listen to their stories, even and especially when they're hard to hear these stories, when they, when they might be different from our truth to value these people, all of us, as whole people created and loved by God, our creator. This is hard work, though, to listen to the voice of the marginalized, to acknowledge their truth, a truth that can be different, and not, not take offense, but to hear to nurture someone else's healing just by honoring them as a whole person. To accept who they are as different and then do all of that all over again, again and again and again. Because we know that, that any change, it, it takes repetition so that it might become a habit, so that it can be part of our everyday life. In 2020, many of us white people, we committed to doing and working on anti-racist work. But then the COVID pandemic raged on and, and normalcy became, became more of an illusion. And life got hard. And we became emotionally and psychologically fatigued. And we slipped away from our anti-racist work, from our work on biases. We got sucked out of the margins and back into the crowd. And it's easy to do if we're not intentional. But if we are really to follow Jesus and to take that next step, to follow his example, then we're challenged to see everyone, even and especially when it's easier to, to not see them at all. To hear them, to honor their voices, we have a group in our church of individuals who are committing to continuing to see the marginalized, cultivating sanctuary for everyone. Actually, we have two different groups. We have the Inclusion Task Force, which gathers and to create ways that we can intentionally make space for our LGBTQ siblings. And then we also have a newer group that meets monthly to continue the conversation about what it means to take that one next step in breaking down 
our inherent biases and truly seeing one another as equals, especially around this social construct of race. And I invite you, I encourage you to participate in one of these groups, knowing that we all come in our own space and taking that next step, whatever the next step might be, to be in conversation to continue the good work of Jesus. Now, there are plenty of stories in the Gospels of Jesus seeing the marginalized, of Jesus healing those who are on the outskirts and the outside of society at that time. But I chose this scripture for a reason. Because this, when first it says healing the 10 men who had leprosy, it doesn't say in the NIV healing the lepers because it acknowledges that they are people. Whether they have the leprosy or not, they are people. And then also because I love the way that this story ends. When Jesus heals them, one of the men returns and thanks Jesus. And Jesus says, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Because the man who came back, he was a Samaritan. And there's this long-standing hostility at that time between Jews and and Samaritans. The Jewish people regarded Samaritans as unclean. They were descendants of mixed marriages, and therefore they were not fully Jewish, and so they were unclean. So not only was this man plagued with leprosy, but he was also an outsider in that he was a Samaritan. And all of those who were cleansed, this double outsider is the one who came back. And I imagine when Jesus says this last line, and he, lo- he looks around in disbelief. And he says, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? As if to say, these boundaries and these categories that you have constructed, they mean nothing. Do you see this? This is the man who you call an outsider. He is the one who truly sees who truly believes. It's just so, I love it when Jesus kind of puts in these one-liners into scripture, and and we can hear where, where he's really speaking and calling us out. So I wonder, who are the marginalized in your lives? How can you see them? Take a moment and pause where you are, wherever that might be, whether it's at the grocery store or it's in a classroom, whether it's at work or in the line at Walgreens. How can you pause and see, hear their voices? What is on their hearts? What are their greatest yearnings? Listen to their stories and affirm them and that they are God's beloved. That is the good and the holy and hard work of Jesus that we are called to do. And I am so very grateful that I get to work with you in this good work of Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Now I invite you to share 
any prayers as we move into this time of singing and preparing ourselves for praying with and for one another. I invite those online to share prayers uh, in the Facebook comments, also prayer at brexelumc.com, and know that whatever prayers that we have on our hearts, in, in paper form, or online, that God hears them and responds. I invite you to stand in body or in spirit as we sing together. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Before our Father's throne, we pour our ardent prayers. Our fears, our hopes, our aims are one, our comforts and our cares. We share each other's woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other flows the sympathizing tears. When we asunder part, it gives us inward pain, but we shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again. You may be seated. We do have a few prayers. Um, the first is um, Jenny asked for continued prayers for Kristen, um, healing um, as she is far away in Italy um, and from family, and but she is being supported and cared for there. And so continued prayers of healing for her. And Kathy asked for continued prayers for Matt's sister, sisters, family, and mother as they heal from COVID. They're feeling better. They're on their way. Elena asked for prayers for the Kubek family. Linda asked for prayers for Keith, who continues to recover from his hospitalization. And Dana asked for prayers for our young people who are hurting in many different ways. May they know that they are loved. Yes. Alan says prayers for our exhausted healthcare heroes in hospitals, nursing homes, doctor's offices, and pharmacies. Yes. And I want to um, give a shout out to just the great way that technology can connect us. So as I look on Facebook and see who is joining us just on Facebook, I can see people who are all over Ohio joining us. I see some people from over in Medina. Hello. I miss you and I love you. And then also from Texas, people who moved away that are able to join us. And it is so good to be able to continue to worship in this way and to be united and know that we are God's family. I'm never gonna stop marveling at that. I just think it's so cool that we can be together in real time. Am I, is, is that silly? 
Thank you, Jamie. Jamie gave me a thumbs up, so I'm all right. I also do want to pray for our siblings, um, our Jewish siblings at Beth Israel Synagogue, um, the, the hostages that were taken there yesterday. Everyone is safe and released. Um, that's really all the information I know, but just continued prayers, and we know that God knows. So with that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. God of the here and the now, my, oh, my, do we need you. This world seems to turn upside down all the time. Our center of gravity feels off. In moments like these, we are particularly grateful for the care that you offer and the stability of friends and loved ones. So today we say a prayer of thanks for the people in our life who nurture our own healing. And gracious God, help us to be those healers for other people, to hear people, to see people. Give us the eyes to see when our neighbors are in need and stop our assumptions cold in their tracks. And instead, God, carve out a space in us to listen for the voices of those on the margin who are shouting to be heard. God, let us hear them and respond. Jesus, son of David, we confess that we want, we desire to be a church that is ever reforming, Yet it is so easy to cling to comfortable ways. We want to honor your still speaking voice, yet we are fearful of insights that might challenge our old assumptions. Jesus, we want to live into your dream of unity, yet we fail to listen to voices of difference. Jesus, have mercy on us, O King. Have mercy on us and hear our prayers. And O oh God, we pray these things knowing that you do in fact hear us. And we give you all honor and praise as we pray together the words that your Son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now I invite you to stand. We already sang the Blessed Be the Tie That Binds, right? Oh my gosh, my notes are different, and I just got very confused. I apologize. Thank you for being with me in this moment. Action steps are the next step for us to take. And our action steps for today, to actually live into this being Jesus in the world, we have opportunities for you to get connected to our church with um, talk with the team that is today on Zoom at 11.30. That is directly, almost directly following this service. Um, you can go 
take a, a break and, and grab your coffee and then join us on Zoom for Talk with the Team to get to know um, who we are as a church staff and um, as a greater church. And then also there's our basic beliefs class that is beginning on uh, next Sunday and that's at seven o'clock on Sunday evenings on Zoom. And that is the next step in our membership journey. So if you would like to um, dig deeper into who we are as United Methodists, that helps give you a glimpse of our kind of crazy, we like to say. And then tonight, at six o'clock on Zoom, there is King in the Wilderness. So you are invited to watch this film and then join online um, with um, Dr. Beulah from MTSO. MTSO was a seminary I went to and Dana went to. So it's a good seminary. We like it. And um, you can have some conversation with people from all around Ohio at that. And then also you can participate in a sensory inclusion training, which is a way that you can um, tune into those individuals who have some sensory difficulties or differences and, and learn about that and how we can be a welcoming space here at BUMC. And then there are a few ways to be in determined service with one another. One is the Camp Wanakee Workday, which is on the 29th on Saturday. And that's a way that we can um, serve together safely inside, outside at Camp Wanakee, preparing it for summer and for summer camp for the kids. And then also you can donate your old smartphone to here in the office for Nehemiah Mission. And so if you have one, you just put it to factory reset, and then you can bring it in, and then um, that can be used for individuals who don't have a phone, but need one to be able to get a job, to use the bus, and all of those different things. And then also, if you have ordered some um, giving envelopes, those are in for 2022, so they're here at the church. You can stop in, or you can stop over to the office and pick those up as well. So now that we have all of our tasks, all of our next steps and how we can continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus, let us receive God's good word, our benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. God, we gather as your people to raise a song above, and we dare to claim the promise of your love. Though the day may not yet be here, we trust it soon will be when your children will be free. Oh, may our hearts and minds be open, fling the church doors open wide. May there be room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome, in God we all belong. May that welcome be our song. Oh, we're singing for the children that one day they be free. 
and we sing for generations yet to be that they never have a reason to doubt that they are blessed may they in your love find rest oh may our hearts and minds be open fling the church doors open wide may there be room enough for everyone inside for in God there is a welcome in God we all belong May that welcome be our song. Oh, we pray for all the young lives cut short by fear and shame, so afraid of who they are and whom they love. May the message now be banished that your love is for the few. May their faith in you renew. May our hearts and minds be open, fling the church doors open wide. May there be room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome in God. We all belong. May that welcome be our song. God, we're working for the future when children far and wide can live their lives with dignity and pride. As they grow in strength and stature, may they join us hand in hand as against all hate we stand. Oh, may our hearts and minds be open, fling the church doors open wide. May there be room enough for everyone inside. For in God there is a welcome in God. We all belong. May that welcome be our song. All right, y'all have a wonderful week.